Welcome, everybody, once again to the Low Key Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Aaron Lanton, today joined also by Keith Denny. Today, we're going to be reviewing Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem, another reboot of the Ninja Turtle franchise. And this time, uh, the brothers are, uh, as always, hiding in the shadows in their origin story, trying to find a way to interact with people. And uh, there's a new twist on uh, them and the ooze. Mm -hmm. And the other mutants that end up being created uh, because of that. So uh, it's a really interesting, you know, take on it. And we're going to be spoiling the movie going forward. So that's the warning you're going to get. Get a couple more seconds, pause, go see the whole movie, come right back. And we're <clears> going to get right to it. All right, Keith, uh, what did you think of Ninja Turtle Mutant Mayhem? Um. So when when did like when you look up movies it just start throwing up words like I I was just looking up looking it up on um just Google and it just say epic fantastic and funny so <laughs> oh you mean like like kind of categorizing it like it's Netflix or something yeah yeah I just I, don't even know. I mean I've been noticing that a lot recently I just don't remember when that became a thing but um <clears throat> as being a person I would say as I'm a Pretty, I would say I'm a pretty big um, T TMNT fan. Maybe mm -hmm. not to like the extent that I read every comic book or anything like that, but I just think it was just such a big part of my childhood and whatnot. Yeah. So sometimes when I see movies like this, I I think that I might be a little biased because if it's if it's okay, I'm probably gonna love it, right? Mm -hmm. Like for for me to not like it, it has to be like tremendously bad, like the um. <laughs> The, the Michael Bay produced ones, right? Like those those movies. But then I I guess it just. I depends. mean, th there's a charm to them, but they, they're not. If if you ask me to pick ones that are like my least favorite, I'm gonna end up getting to that eventually. Yeah, and and um and <laughs> and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles three is 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 pretty bad. And then also it also with its charm, but but yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. It, it's some some stuff. Even with the charm, even with liking the turtles, is just kind of hard to overlook. So when this one comes out, which I think is 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 a gem, it has that charm. It has a pretty decent story, and I like the animation. I like the music. I like the action. There's a lot of things that I like about it, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas, um, like I would see myself liking this even if I didn't like T TMNT. So okay. I don't know. Those those are my first thoughts, and it, and it it was also like one of the biggest things that I constantly was saying about it. It's the first time I seen Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and felt like they were actually like teenagers. We always got the mutant part together, the ninja part, but not really like felt like teen teenagers, teenagers, or maybe this this is what it was. They felt like teenagers from the in the that. modern era. No, they always felt like any other version of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles sometimes felt like grown people that are playing teenagers, <laughs> which I guess they were, right? They were adults playing like they're teenagers. The same way as like, we, you know, we watch movies back in the day. Um, you know, these these people are playing like they teens, but they really like 25 or 30 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Versus now, I think now we're seeing more and more where you have people who actually are teenagers playing teenagers. So I think that kind of adds something different to it. Mm -hmm. 
I don't know. I got I got different thoughts about it. What did you think about it though? Yeah, I might want to come back to that that previous point because I think I disagree a little bit about the teenager part and how they're presented in other uh, other versions of them. Mm-hmm. But for this one though, well, I don't, I want to I want to get too deep into that because we ain't, we haven't focused that much on this movie yet. But oh. but just general thoughts on this one. Um, I mean, I think it's a it's a pretty decent movie, and you know, it's got a lot of stuff that kids will really. It, it has that formula where like they got plenty of stuff for adults, but there's a lot that kids will be excited about from the visuals, side of the music, uh, and not not the throwback music, but just like they, there's a vibe and an energy to it that's really good, and and they do feel truly like uh, like there are moments where you really feel them being like clumsy and like kids, like when they first try to like, go get the scooter April scooter back, mm-hmm. and then it's their first time getting ready to uh you know actually have a fight and the first thing that happens is donatello gets stabbed with a side like immediately before they even get going and you know like they like they, they literally freak out and, and, and the gangsters are like uh yeah we're just gonna kill them yeah <laughs> just don't even worry about it uh like all right it is with it but then you know they, they actually show off like you know they they do have some skills and it's funny because in other versions of the turtles we've seen them get their ass whooped in their first fight you know just real pretty bad like where it, it just does not go very well but you know it, it was interesting to see them have that prowess despite the way they learned which is not that splinter's a super badass it's that splinter like all day sat there and just watch, like he wasn't trained by hamato yoshi he just sat there and just watched martial arts films and got cold this is all they had to do i i always um <laughs> I always have a problem with that. But then I was talking to my wife about that, that like, so there is a part of me that thinks like, well, of course you can't be a martial artist just by watching martial arts films, right? Mm-hmm. But then it also suggests that they were also sparring with each other. And I guess mm-hmm. if you get done one thing pretty much for 15, 16 years straight, you should, you would be halfway decent in it. Right. Well, the turtles, even when they were very, very young, way depict them anyway, they're already jumping around and flipping off pipes and stuff. Right. You know? So I, you know. they probably had like this natural athleticism to begin with. Well, they they're they're mutants, so they just have like a lot of mm-hmm. you know physical prowess. You know what I mean? I wonder also does the mutagen makes um because they never really say this, but there's something that I always assumed about the Ninja Turtles that it allows them to pick up on things quicker because even like, cause they're more advanced than like a baby would be. Right. So cause yeah. mm-hmm. the moment they get introduced to the mutagen, they're walking around. It, it made me think of that image in the first movie when they started, when they when you remember when they just all of a sudden just start standing up on two feet and walking around and talking and stuff mm-hmm. and jumping around saying pizza, pizza. So, mm-hmm. it, so there must be something about the mutagen that will make uh, make them a little bit more advanced as far as skill wise than your normal human, as far as like picking. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if I'm going to believe that they can, that Splinter can learn by just watching his master do shit without the master actually training him, I gotta believe that you can just watch some tapes, you know, and, and get similar results. Um, now the whole thing is about them being able to sneak and stuff. Now that you know, it's like oh, whatever. Look, I'm just gonna buy it. Whatever. I'm in the movie. <laughs> like you know, I ain't gonna overthink everything, right? Um, 
there are i think a lot of like i said things i like about the movie um like the action is pretty good um the there's a really interesting way in which you know the language that you see in a kids movie normally isn't so sinister the expressed views even like the things like they're talking about were like super flies and something about like yeah i mean we'll just kill all the humans maybe we'll like have like a, a baby shaking contest maybe we'll uh, <laughs> do you know i mean he was talking pretty raw you know what i mean and uh but but to that point like i'm so i don't know what truly what makes a movie a kid's movie i think there's mm -hmm. a difference between kids movie kind of like family movie and then like purely adult movie right like, i'm gonna say I something man I wouldn't consider a family movie to be necessarily a kid's movie. Well, I, you know, I mean, like, like, look, for example, there's, there's so many um, adult jokes in this. I saw, that, um, I saw, I saw a trailer for Paw Patrol, right? Mm -hmm. And I remember I used to date this, this girl. She had a, this, this young woman, she had a five year old at the time. Mm -hmm. He loved Paw Patrol. I didn't know who who or what the hell Paw Patrol was. But I mm -hmm. used to watch it with him. I used to be thinking like, damn, he, this is kind of cool, low-key. So I'm watching mm -hmm. the movie, and I was like, damn, this is that moment where you kind of wish you had a small child to go see Paw Patrol. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I know what to expect when I see a Paw Patrol movie. Now, if they start cursing it or, you know, making like certain, like you say, like adult jokes in a Paw Patrol movie, I would be thrown the hell off. But considering the fact that I think, to me, TMNT is not particularly, um, it's always been in that gray area, right? Mm -hmm. Where, like, they try to make it a combination of similar to the, the original comic book, but also the campiness of the 80s cartoon, right? Because mm -hmm. when you think about the first movie, we watched that as kids. I would not consider that movie to be a kid's movie at all. At least the first one. Uh, not no, not necessarily. No, I think that's why they downplayed a lot of because you know it's in the second. I don't even think in the third movie they don't really use their weapons at all. Look, like, you, you gotta keep. I I, I know it, you know it, it's a torture field. You gotta keep bringing that back up, man. We know the third one ain't good. Yeah, the, the third <laughs> one ain't good. But the second one really going going back is not that good either. No, it's not. It's hyper campy. It's like they, I don't even understand the, I, I don't know like the background, like why it became so different in the second version. But I think, yeah, I, I mean, it, I think it's to your point to appeal to children. 100% Ninja, Ninja oh. Rap. Go, 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 go. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like that's, that's for kids. And that's also why you, you, you made it less, because the first movie had a bit, I hate constantly using the word dark. It was a bit much more darker than it's just it's a more mature film and the ways in which their teenagers isn't early teenagers they're like late teenagers and they're like trying to find their way and figure out who they are as people and like on that path what it means to have responsibility to your family and also it's a really interesting movie yeah and and even how it's shot like everything I, there's the is it's it's like a lot of dull kind of that look to it yeah, but also like there's genuine, genuine moments of like emotion and right. and and grief and all this other stuff. Like when Splinter is right. like in the, in the woods with them and saying what he's saying, and that's the funny thing. Like all these movies tend to have like well, the origin movies, the first movies for uh, the Ninja Turtles when they reboot them in some way, 
they tend to have something with Splinter trying to figure out something with the kids. And I got to say, like, overall, like, that felt like one of the weaker parts of the film to me was was not Splinter. Is it, like, Splinter has some cool moments, but, like, mm-hmm. his relationship to the Turtles really didn't feel developed to me. Um, but it was weird to, like, I'm okay with the idea that, like, the Turtles are sneaking out. You know what I mean? And Splinter ain't just watching them all the time, but they were like hyper suspicious, you know what I mean? And they were out in public a long time doing stuff and there's never a report about them doing stuff. It's only like the Superfly people. Now they doing much bigger things, obviously, right? Much, much bigger things. But it felt like, how the hell Splinter not just followed them one time? I kept waiting on it to happen once and it just never did. Mm-hmm. It felt weird that he wouldn't. No, I feel what you're saying. It, but but I, I also wonder, does it feel weird to us because we know so many... There's a, there's a version of Splinter that I really know about where he's like this more master sensei type versus the more, um, I don't want to say incompetent. Regular parent kind? I'm just like, like, a, regular, like, 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 like a regular parent. Like, like he got regular kids, like he a regular parent. Right. That, that's and, and so maybe that, I, and which to me was interesting. I think, I think he's more... Um, now the version of him is is for those who love like Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles um, animated series. That version of Splinter is like way left, you know. Like he's the exact opposite. Like he's, he's Professor X. Like he's like super lazy. He's kind of chunky and short. Oh, oh, you mean that way? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's a, yeah, that's a very different. Be looking crazy different. And his backstory was interesting because he was like a he used to be like a movie star, like he was like a Bruce Lee type of guy, mm-hmm. and he was mutated into a rat. But but anyway, there's these different versions of Splinter. I don't know how I feel about that because I noticed a lot in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. They change everyone. The turtles are generally pretty constant for the most part. There's certain things that's kind of constant. Like you know, Leonardo's always going to be the leader. Right? Ra- Raffi always will be angry. He's always, always telling jokes and being silly. Don- they really played down Donatello's smarts in this one, which was a little weird. But yeah, not, Don- not a big. It, Donnie was. I didn't. I didn't, like I didn't miss it, so to speak. But it just. It, I was like, oh man, like I, I'm, I appreciated him always having that trait. Right, and I and I'm wondering if we just see more of it in the next movie. Whereas it, um, yeah, you're right. To me, he felt more. It's just like more like Michelangelo to me. Like he was a distinct personality for Michelangelo. And his silliness. I, I mean, I thought that the I enjoyed the character. The character was still fun. He was just different than than what I'm used to. Well, well, because you know, you you kind of used to him like inventing stuff and doing yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think that like if if Splinter is more like that everyday father type, then we turn Donnie into just. The regular nerd, right? See, like the, the problem with, with Splinter though, the reason it feels weird is like for him to not follow them, but be that xenophobic just seems strange. That is strange, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that that's where it, it ends up feeling weird. like there's a lot of moments in this movie where like I'm with it and I'm like, I'm willing to just kind of go with what we're doing, but like it feels like there are all these moments where like what we see about a character and have learned about them, we don't see that follow through in their action completely like eventually they get to like that point in that place where they're gonna like not be flat from like where they were but 
they just kind of get there, but I don't really buy the journey. What? They they get there because because like it's a checkpoint rather than like a thing, especially like the human race. Uh-huh. The human race is a character <laughs> definitely does that, right? Or uh, species, or whatever we say in that case, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I was gonna say. Um, also, Donnie was the only one whose voice kind of bothered me. Like it was just it was very high pitched compared. I, I thought it was alright. I mean, I mean, it was so everybody else. Like, of course, they sounded different, and they also sounded like teenagers or whatever. They sounded like you know, fifteen year olds or something. But it was just something about Donnie, I guess, because Donnie, normally people who play Donnie, even when they talk, they sound like intelligent in some type of way. <laughs> and, and I just didn't get that. Like, it's kind of like, it, it was, it just felt like, like you said, it, it almost was like it was not that much different from Michelangelo. Like, if I closed my eyes and I heard one talk and the other one talk, I probably wouldn't barely notice the difference. Mm-hmm. Um well, let so me ask you, what, what did you think about um, the, because we've seen this happen in, in the series before, and it's just used all sorts of ways, but what did you think of the, because they, dude, I don't know what they named it, the, the organization that Baxter Stockman is hired by, that's trying to do all this this stuff with the mutants. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of, of that inclusion, like, and, and like that, that villain figure in, in the background? It was cool, but I understand that that villain kind of takes a place to lead to to stuff for future installments, pretty much. It just seems like I, it kind of like it didn't feel it, it felt shoehorned in. I didn't feel that way. I felt like because okay, so let me let me tell you why. Well, well, when when, like, when the, uh, the story the story doesn't um, it's almost like you could have you could make the story work with just Superfly. But then, I don't know. I think you got to kind of have them to us. To us, I mean, like to, to know that they exist yeah. is one thing, but it's like they almost want you to feel like that woman's like an Amanda Waller type. Like she works in the background, dope, doing stuff in secret. You know, maybe not secret society, but like worse, like these people who help control the world or something, right? But the whole thing is, I, I didn't like. Okay, if they're gonna show up. Like if you think about that, the sequence of events, like so, at some point, just skipping to this particular point where the turtles get captured, right, and then they keep getting, you know, uh, the ooze taken over, whatever was happening there, um, and then Splinter shows up. So they've infiltrated their base, their secret base, and they've broken the turtles out, and Splinter's gone, and this and that. And the only time they come up after that is like if you happen to stay for end credits, or maybe like even like at the very, very I can't remember if like that's end credits, like the very end of the movie. Mm-hmm. But maybe it's like clo- I think the movie's closing, and then they show that. But the whole thing is, if let's just say the turtles, uh, the only thing that happens is after they crash, when Superfly gets away, Splinter just happens to, to find them and then condemns them the same way. Like nothing changes about anything, and and the reason that's true is because even when Superfly turns into like this, you know, he goes to the zoo and mutates and all these other animals. Those people never show up. Even though think about like they've been using their guns and their their technology. Because normally like in, in a normal movie, it'd be like Donnie came with the technology, but they took the technology. Somehow, like one of the guns was around, somehow, from those guys, even though we never saw them show up during this moment. It so was they got on. that. Huh? They got the gun. April stole it. 
Okay, oh. yeah, all wheels on the motorcycle. Okay, yeah. But like that's hyper convenient. And it just feels weird that they never showed up to try to handle the threat. Not that they would even be successful, but like it's just so like the third act is just full of so many. Let's just get let's just keep checking stuff off to get to the end we want to get to in comparison to how we were in the first couple acts. And again, it's because they need to rush stuff through because they have that extra element for this other thing they need to set up for the film. But it is a weakening it overall to me. Like to me, that character or that that set of villains don't even need to show up into the next film because they don't really like to know they they exist is one thing. But for them to even have a like a presence is kind of weird because of how quickly like they get infiltrated and they just choose not to show up again. And it maybe it's just like, well, it's not our best interest and we can plan it better for that. But that just it feels weird because you know, like they use the technology to to defeat this big superfly, but they weren't even present. It just happened that April saw some bad guys running in the building and they happened to leave their motorcycles out in the public to be taken away and unlocked. It's just, I don't know. It's just like, I definitely thought that that was stupid, but that's something I could live with. I I don't know. I, I, I don't know how the movie operates without that set of villains. Maybe I have to watch it again. All you got to do, literally, like, literally back to Stockman at the beginning. You keep all that, and then they just don't show up again. Yeah, but they were stealing from them, too, though. They don't need to show up again, though. Like, it, like what I'm saying is, like, like no, their involvement, no. they, they don't because they don't get involved in the story like literally they capture the t- they don't get involved like when, they, when they're trying to when Superfly's trying to transport that last piece of technology they don't stop them this, this they stop is, the turtles this is the you reason I mean? why this is the reason why I, I mean there could be different ways to do this but I think to have like the darks what's it called the, the dark side of the soul moment right is when the turtles are captured essentially they get captured by by that group of people, but now, I feel like you, I feel like you realize like, that 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 um Superfly catches them or they defeated by Superfly, but it's sort of established that they kind of can't fuck with this guy. But 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 I feel like you so, still hit that moment by realizing that by letting them get away with that, you're gonna let all people get annihilated. I feel like that's. You know, and then create a whole mutant world. And all. He already established what he wanted to do. I feel like well, he's kind of there. What I'm saying, like normally, and mm-hmm. yeah, in a hero movie or whatever, if they're defeated by a bad guy, they have to be put in a moment where it feels like they can't get out of the moment. They but they're not be defeated won. by. They're defeated they're, by they're defeated the bad by guys, them. but then captured by some different bad guys. Like it's the the right, other bad guys. Saying, are, but but you would. I couldn't see a situation where they're captured by Superfly. But that would be like if you were watching the Wolverine movie and like Wolverine's going through his moment and then Sabretooth gets gets away with some person he's trying to, you know, save or something like that. And then as he's trying to hurt, he's like, oh, I'm already hurt and injured. Oh, let me try to get up. Then Weapon X comes and catches him. It's like, okay, yeah, you could do that. But like now you introduce some extra shit. Now you got to escape that just to get back to Sabretooth at some point. Like, it's just like, why do you even... It would be... It, will, it wouldn't work if if... Weapon X wasn't introduced in the beginning. Like, for example, let's say you do an X-Men movie, same situation, but you know the two main, it's three sides. You got the X-Men, you got the Brotherhood of Mutants, and you got the, uh, what you call it? Friendships of, French, 
friends of humanity, right? Yeah, like, okay. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Mutants, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It could be a same situation. X-Men fighting the Brotherhood of Mutants. They, they, the Brotherhood of Mutants let off a bomb or some shit, but they get mm-hmm. away. But the X-Men get caught by sure. the, the, the terrorist group or something like that. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't personally, I get, I guess, I don't personally have a, a issue with it. Could it could it work without them? Probably. It's way. I, think it, I just think it's cleaner because it, like, the only the only reason it's important for them to be there is for for them to somehow have that that thing that can reverse the mutagen and like make the animals separate from each other. Other than that, there's not like a reason for them to come up again because Batch well, exactly. Stockman is Batch Stock. He's gone. He's captured all the animals. Okay, um, so now that you say that, that's probably one of the biggest reasons for them to. For that to happen, because how else? But, would but like, but but that's the whole thing. Like sometimes, like when I'm watching stuff, like what'll kind of take me out of a story, and this isn't even just about this in particular. But like, it could even be something I'm like, I've been watching for years. It could be like an anime thing, or, or this happens a lot actually in the Marvel movies. Like you're watching it, and then they do some like a villain will get so powerful. You're like, okay, like the how the hell would they even like do anything about this? Like, and it has to be something so absurd that it's like. It, it it can kind of take you out of the you know the disbelief that you're watching. So like I already knew as soon as he mutated, I was like, oh well, yeah, I don't know what it's going. It's going to be goofy because <laughs> they they can't they can't fight him. You know what I mean? Um, but see, I thought it's so weird because this movie has multiple moments where like technically the turtles, I, I forgot what, like the thing you just called it, but like where. They're kind of down and out. Like they had the moment in the bus too, you know. They were getting tossed around. Mm-hmm. So like, I don't know. Like, no, they they were defeated in the bus. They got that ass whooped in the bus. But the moment of like, oh, they might not make it is supposed to. Be oh yeah, when well, they get milked, so to speak. Captured. Yeah, but you, yeah. but you know, everybody with any common sense knows that April was gonna go get Splinter, and Splinter is gonna have to come to save. So. Quick question on on April too. So, what did you think of of how April functioned here? Mm, I gotta really choose my words about the April. <laughs> you know, I think to me, I I never felt like like in the animated show. Even when I watch them now, like April always never really served a purpose to me. Okay. Um, but then I felt like in the movies, some of them, she, like in the first one, I felt like she did because she kind of is that introduction 100%. to us, to the turtles. Yeah. But we don't stay on her for too long, right? And then in other versions, like... Well, and then remember like her family shop got burned down. She was trying to take care of the... Yeah, I mean, like she sacrificed stuff too to try to make stuff happen. It was, it was a lot of... It was a lot of that. And then in the animated one, the, the, the 2000 era one, she even, you know, fights a lot, you know. So she she plays a part. Oh, the animated one. So I, my brain had to remember. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. So um, uh, you know, it's cool. I, I'm I'm not a huge. I'm not the biggest fan of teenage April O'Neil. Honestly, I kind of prefer April to be a little bit older than the Turtles because in my mind, I always felt like she was the person. Like she's either a crush for some of the Turtles. Or a big sister to the others, or a combination of both, which is a well. That in in April being grown does this interesting thing where like she can actually act more as a protector for them, 
Right. You know, whereas yeah. like now she can't, it's it's really I I I don't know, it's something about putting them like on that same level. Like even if she was a college student, I would be more like, oh, okay, that's cool. Well, and the thing is they have a certain reverence and respect for her. Cause she just be knowing what she's talking about. Right. Like she like I, I guess like the thing she always functions as to me, when especially like she's in that adult role, is like that other person in the room they can lean on and have some common sense. Right. Like basically, like she is like the Robin, but like if you think of One Piece, like she's the Robin of the crew. You know, what I mean, it's like y'all acting crazy. Like, hey, like let's let's chill out, let's focus, let's let's you know. Steve is supposed to have a clear head and stuff. Like yeah. That. So I that's where I, where I normally appreciate April. I don't. Um, I'm be honest with y'all. I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the design of April O'Neil. I really like the actress though. Are we talking about in this? Uh, in this, yeah, this one. yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't. I don't really care for the design of April O'Neil. I do like the voice actors. I. I always wonder, like, when people make a decision to design like a character, like, mm -hmm. what did they have in mind? Like, what was the inspiration? Like, I know we kind of live in this age where we try to. Um, you know, because when we were a kid, every female character was sexualized in some type of way, right? Mm -hmm. But then I also think you can go too far on the other side of it, where it's like, um, I don't know. I, like, I don't, I don't know why. What was the, um, the what was the decision to make her look um, so far off from? Um, any version of April Neal. And, and of course, it's not because she's black. Like, I ain't saying that. I'm just yeah. saying what made them. I mean, there's a combination of things that's just different about April's design here. Um, I, mean, I thought it was fine, honestly. Um, I, th I thought it was really interesting the, the choice they have her puking all over the way. I mean, I, I don't even care which character, I mean, male, female, whatever, but like, it's. Uh... <laughs> Oh, this particular thing that had him in like such an embarrassing state, but I guess that was the whole point too. Was like you know she was so uh, motivated to change what people thought of her too. That they had her out here doing things that she felt like weren't for the right reason. After they kind of got through everything, um, you know, out the danger. It's just I don't know. Like it's just so weird to me. Like how <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe I'm thinking too hard about it. It's kind of like okay. Like, let's take Spider-Man, for example, right? Mm -hmm. There's a certain idea that we think about when we think of Mary Jane. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they don't, like, even when they had Zendaya play, her character is MJ. So they don't go as far as saying this character is Mary Jane, right? But then right. she's also so completely opposite from any con conception of what we think when we think of Mary Jane, right? And and I think, I think mm -hmm. to me personally, like, I saw nothing wrong with the character the way that the character was, you know. Talking like, about uh, Mary Jane? Yeah, like Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of like that with, like, there's there's been some some different versions of April O'Neil, and it's never, like, it's never really constant, right? But one thing at its recently, yeah, with April that works is for just like you said, her being the one with the clear head, her kind of being the older one, you know, um, I don't know. I, yeah, well, I mean, I, I think I think she works okay in this. It's just um, I don't know. Like it, it, something about the relationship with the turtles and her. Like it works, but like I, 
like I wonder what it is. It's like not making it click the way it could for me. But overall, like I said, I mean, I thought that character was fine. I think the humans in general just all are kind of they're flat in a way that's a little uh slow. I don't know. It, it it just feels like it's missing something. Like it's it's too sometimes like I felt like there was it was used to good effect, like the way they had these newscasts up. But it was almost like I, I feel like I was having too many the Dark Knight Returns moments. Like how many times we're gonna go to the TV to kind of like explain the tone of what I'm supposed to be feeling for the movie. Oh, this just felt awesome time because like it, it it felt like and that's the other thing like too that ending is like way too easy like I, I mean I, I rock it it's fine whatever I thought it was cute seeing the the turtles in their gear you know their uh, back to school gear oh let let's speak on this we only got a few minutes I just want to end with that's the thing that I really dislike about this movie I do not like the idea of turtles but the turtles going to high school at least not in the first movie like this. Yeah, so, it, it was so quick. It felt too final. Like that's too final of a thing. And I, I just, I don't know. I could speak on that forever. We got, we only, we, we about to get out of time here. But that's y'all, yeah, man. We probably should have gotten to that quicker. But I don't know. Like it, it, it didn't like bug me. Again, it's, a, it's not. See, that's the thing. It's so weird. Like oh, in so many instances, this movie is like using all these adult jokes and stuff. And then, like at the end, it's just like we're gonna give you the most kid happy ending possible. Um, I, I just don't think the turtles should get like I don't think they should get what they want. Like it's like Spider Man, right? What Spider Man movie you watch was where, where Peter gets exactly what he wants? That would be the wackest. Like at least, no, but like if man, we gonna keep Peter be happy one time, bro. Like if we are gonna give it to Peter, give it to Peter in the last movie. Don't give it to him in the very first Spider Man. Well, but that's the thing. I don't even understand how the Foot Clan is going to get involved. I mean, obviously, going to bring Shredder in and then the Foot Clan. Just, so it's like with them having all this going on, it's like, ah, how's that, that going to function? So we'll see. Um, well, anything to say before we, we close up shop? Nah, I'm good. We're going to have to talk about this more offline, probably. <laughs> probably so. Um, hey, if y'all enjoyed the episode, we, you know, we appreciate y'all making it this far. Um, we, we've not been doing it every week like normal. Just life been been coming up and uh but we plan to get back on, on regular schedule programming uh in the near future here um let's see keith where can people find us on the socials on instagram at the low key pod all right perfect and hopefully we'll, we'll get tim on with us uh next time uh, it's always weird when we don't have his his other uh energy too it's always a he has a good balance with us too but man it's always good to have his insights too he always has something to say I have not considered. So, um, man, we miss you, man. Can't wait to have you back next week, hopefully. <laughs> um, all right. Anything else for we we uh we done? I think we good, right? Yeah, we good. All right, perfect. We'll holler at y'all on the next one. All right, peace. See you.